I'm Susan Page, Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today, and this is Capital Download. We're with Matt Schlapp, Chairman of the American Conservative Union. Thanks so much for being with us. Great to be here with you, Susan. We're at the site of your group's influential conservative political action conference, which is about to open. You've got all the Republican contenders coming here to speak, including Donald Trump. Do you think Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee? I think he's got a very good shot to get it. Uh, yesterday was Super Tuesday and he racked up a bunch of big wins. He's won most of the early, early states except for Iowa, and I think he's well on his way to getting there. We hear talk from Republican donors that they are alarmed by the possibility of a Trump nomination. They're gonna to get together and try yes. to block it. Will they be able to do so? No, I don't think their money's gonna have an impact. Um, I think the one thing that we've learned this cycle, we've learned a lot of things. You and I have talked about this. One of the things we've learned is, is that this Republican money uh, is not having the effect that it's had in past cycles. You have these billionaires that are trying to stop the billionaire, and they seem to be impotent to actually have an effect on the process. Why is that happening? I think that Trump has really, t uh, he's caught on to this political moment in the country, in this movement out there, and this movement is very anti the, the fat cats and the big wigs and the rich folks and the DC insiders. Your group is a group not of Republicans, but of conservatives. That's right. Is Trump a conservative? Big question. On some issues he is. And on some issues, uh, conservatives have questions, which is why it's so important for him to come to CPAC. Do you believe that whatever he tells you when he addresses CPAC is what he would actually do if he's elected and moves into the White House? Well, it, this is what's hard with an outsider, because outsiders don't have voting records. You've never seen what they've actually done when they have the voting card and the lapel pin. And, uh, and so it's a big chance to take the highest office in the land with someone who's never been in elected office, never had a voting record before. Uh, but, you know, the way I look at it is this, which is a lot of conservatives have pushed forward elected office holders who have disappointed them when they get in office, both in the White House and the Senate, Congress. Um, and they seem very open to the idea that uh, we're going to try a whole new model. We're going to try somebody from outside the system. And Susan, I just kind of think there's no stopping that. No stopping Trump. Well, no stopping this change in the Republican Party. It's, it's partly about Trump, but it's really, this isn't all happening because Donald Trump's running. This is a movement that I think was burgeoning and happening even before Donald Trump decided to get in. I think conservatives across this country are holding pitchforks. There's some thought maybe there'll be a contested convention. Yes. Do you think that's possible? I think there's a really decent chance of that. I mean, basically, uh, you know, a contested convention in, in my book means that Donald Trump or another candidate won't have the minimum number of delegates to win on the first ballot at the convention. A brokered convention would be something a little bit different. That would be the party insiders insert some name from the outside because none of the candidates can get to the requisite number of delegates. If we, if we, if we kind of contemplate the idea of a brokered convention with an outsider coming in, I think it could be a disaster for the party. I, I, I would not like to see us do that. But we could have a contentious open convention. So uh, a broker convention would be Mitt Romney or right. Paul Ryan. Jeb Bush, Paul Ryan, right. you name the person that really isn't a candidate who gets inserted into the process. I think maybe there are scenarios where that could work, but I think that is just going to cause our party to really tear at the seams. I hope we don't get there. So give me odds. What are the odds Trump is a nominee? 75% uh, that he's the nominee with enough delegates at the convention. And the odds that he would defeat Hillary Clinton in the fall? Uh, I just don't know how to answer. I guess at this point I'd say I'd give him 50% odds. Um, but, uh, but as we can see with Donald Trump, you're going to have to keep asking me this question because it's going to be a, a new approach every month. 
But you know, your president, the president you served, George W. Bush, was a two-term governor of a big state. That's right. Some people worry about Donald Trump's lack of governmental experience, and a lot of people worry about his temperament. Sure. Whether that would be a good fit with the responsibilities of the presidency of being commander-in-chief. Would that worry you? I think those are, those are good questions, and that's what the voters should ask themselves. I mean, there, I, I always say there's two Donald Trumps. There's the Donald Trump at the rally, who's egging on the crowd and is a little bit of a showman. And then there's the Donald Trump at the victory reception, up on the stage with his very handsome family, flags in the back, uh, congratulating all of uh, the people he ran against. And I have to think that there's a transition coming with Donald Trump between the man at the rally and the man who's at the victory celebration. So Matt Lewis of the Daily Caller posted a tweet this morning that said, suggested lead, conservatives will gather at CPAC just as it appears the conservative coalition might be cracking up. Oh, Matt True. Lewis is a bright guy. I worry about that. Look, the American Conservative Union was created in order to bring conservatives together. And it is ironic that this year it does seem like we are, we have fault lines. Can we come back together? I don't know, Susan, if today I can give you that answer. By the end of the conference, I hope that we can see a way where everyone can come back together. But we have to acknowledge this. The movement, the Republican Party and the conservative movement, they have a whole bunch of new recruits that want to join it. And I'd hate to be dismissive of them because they're not doctrinaire on every issue. Uh, we might have our differences on issues, but do we really want to see Hillary Clinton as the president? You work for George W. Bush. Is there a role for him this year politically? Do you think he'll be at the convention, for instance? I, I invited him to come to CPAC. Uh, he wasn't able to come this year. What my did guess he say? is my guess is his brother's uh, candidacy probably, uh, you know, was a little bit involved in the decision to not come. He was very complimented by the invitation. I think uh, he has an important voice in all these questions about what the conservative movement looks like going forward. You know, we interviewed you a year ago on Capital Download, right before CPAC, and you said that conservatives were in a pragmatic mindset and might support Jeb Bush despite his position on immigration. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Jeb Bush didn't Were well, you just well. trying to put me on the spot? Why, what do you think <laughs> happened? I think that they got it wrong from the very first second. I don't think that Jeb and his team understood the political moment. I think that they were running as what they saw a, a, as a conservative candidate in the mold of in the 1980s or the 1990s, soften it, be careful, reach out to the middle. After seven years of Obama, conservatives really don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is what Ronald Reagan talked to us about, bold colors, not pale pastels. Tell us what we really got to do. Boy, did Donald Trump understand the moment. Matt Schlapp, thanks for joining us on Capital Download. Thank you, Susan.